So today I've been fortunate uh, to be able to track down, get my hands on Ms. Simpiwe Dlujo, uh, whose analysis I caught while watching the Champions League final. She was sitting in the studio with Mr. Sean Bartlett, and one great, Stanton Fredericks, a great at Wits University and Kaiser Chiefs. But coach, I must say, your analysis on the day was perfect. Welcome to our interview today. Thank you. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm very well. I'm, I'm so I'm so happy to be able to have tracked you down and spoken to you because I was watching the Champions League final uh, last week. It was obviously a, not a great game for South Africans in one way, but also a good game. But I just thought your halftime analysis was very, very good. Thank you so much. Um, if you would have seen the build-up of the game, it was hard for me to even predict who's going to win because I felt South Africa was the winner on the day with Coach Pete of Alahli and Kaiser Chiefs of South Africa, you know. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's the opportunity I'm always afforded to talk football because it's who I am and it's what revolves around me, you know. So um, I learn every day. Sometimes you get critics, you know, but I take it with a chin-up and try to be better every time. I think what makes it easy is the fact that it's football that we are talking about. And um, I have a bit of an idea uh, what I'm talking about because I've played the game myself. I know the emotions. I mean, somebody asked me, even the presenter, Julia Stewart asked me and she said, how are you feeling? I said, my knees are shaking as we speak because I, I know the feeling of standing in front. Well, there wasn't a crowd, but in such an auspicious day, you know, it's a final. Um, Kaiser Chiefs could have ended themselves a star. Al-Ahri was looking for their 10th. So um, it was nerve-wracking for me as a coach, as an ex-player, you know. So, yeah, it, it was really interesting um, to be able to just break down the round of play and be able to articulate and explain to the viewers at home because that's our jobs, you know. We need to just break it down for my grandmother, for my grandfather who's at home watching to understand what the game is about. Well, you broke it down so elegantly. Um, it was so easy to understand. And actually, that's what attracted me to stay on and half time and listen <laughs> to glad. the analysis. But let, let's, let's go into, Coach, tell us, how did you get started in football? Um, I'm born and bred from Alexandra. It's a township um, just across the bridge of Senton, uh, which is the hub of the economy as well in Joburg. You know, um, and in the streets. That's where it all started with my brothers, with my friends to say, when I got tired of playing with the dolls, with the girls, I just moved across to play with the boys, you know, that's how it started. And from there, went into school, still played with the boys, even at school, until I found a, a girls team and then I joined a girls team. Then into high school, the rest was history. That's how it started. And then I got afforded the opportunity to be at the High Performance Center, uh, which is the South African footballer association SAFA um, Girls Academy, Football Academy. That's where I work now. In 2004, I was there as one of the players, you know. So um, the journey began for me to see what professional football looked like for women. Got into then the 20s, um, got into Banyana Banyana, and the rest was history. You've got a, a huge thread of history there of how your game started coming up from very young playing through all the different levels which is very important for anybody wanting to integrate into the sport and do well but now when you get into the professional ranks how different how different was it for women's football in the professional ranks um look 
Um, growing up, I didn't even know that women's teams existed. Hence, I played, I started with the boys' team. And um, having to be at the High Performance Center in 2007, in 2004, um, you get there, it's a gold medalist lifestyle center. You know, um, Olympic uh, athletes go there to prepare for the Olympics. You know, um, Kasta trains them, Akani trains them. You can count all of them. And when I got into that facility, it's based at the uh, University of Pretoria. When I got into the facility, I was wowed by that. That's the first thing. Because in the township, we play in the streets. If there's a field, it has semi-grass and all of that. You know, there's no proper, proper coaching where you have a head coach, assistant coach. And, and, and being part of that setup allowed me to go to school. In the mornings, we'd wake up, go train, come back, um, freshen up go to class when you come back from school it's football again in the afternoon now I'm in the gym you know um but what prepared me for that setup was playing for Rao which is University of Johannesburg now uh, when I played in that team we were doing uh, scientific testing and all of that then I got an idea to say oh so this is what professional setup looks like and then when I got into the academy everything was now broken down even further for me to understand being in such a world state of the art uh, facility and compete with other young girls that were great, some were even better than me at the academy from all over South Africa. That for me said to me, I cannot pass on this opportunity, but mine is for, to, for me to work hard and make sure I make my parents uh, proud at home, make myself proud and be something out of this. This is inspiring me. There's no way that I will allow myself not to succeed in any way. So you talk so great about your development in the game. Now, you, I can see yourself where all these platforms are for you to kick on into the professional game. You end up playing quite a lot of games for Bafana. You've got one goal at the national team. Uh, some of the coaches that I've spoken to at Rao, at Tux, at the universities uh, where I have friends who are coaching women's football, uh, spoke about your defensive work as well as a player. <laughs> What then brought you into coaching? <laughs> wow, you did a lot of <laughs> digging. <laughs> well, listen, coach, you, you know, if I'm going to be speaking to someone that's on the platform, I've got to be ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, being exposed to HPC, being in the under 20s and the under 17s, I got quality coaching. Even before getting into those setups, the coach that um, helped and developed me as a young player um, in the township, he knew exactly what he was doing. You know, even with limited resources that he had, I knew what it meant to be coached properly. And with my personality, everything just came together. But the reason I got into coaching was that I was amazed to find women that were coaching. Anna Munati was my coach at the High Performance Center. Uh, Cheryl Botes was my coach at the High Performance Center in the national teams. And I said, if there's women that are this brilliant and they're in coaching, one day I'd want to be a coach and do exactly what they do if I don't do it 10 times more. Because the, the support, the, the coaching, the development that I got, I would want to be a part of the, the process. And there and then I made up my mind and I was still playing, mind you. So, um, 
in my playing days, I was one of the players that were such a leader in the team. You'd find me coaching and giving instructions while I'm playing, you know. So I knew Destiny was a green light for me to be in a coaching space. That's how I started. But yeah, like I say, more than anything, all the coaches that coached me were great, brilliant coaches that really said to me, certified, you can go into coaching. Now, now women's football is starting to really take off um, and, and, and really get a better branding around the world, which is rightly, oh, rightly so. And you tweeted something out maybe, I think yesterday or today where you said, and I'm going to quote it, this is my line. Don't just put us anywhere to tick a box. And I liked that a lot. You're not just there to say, well, I'm a lady coach. Respect me as a coach. The last period, period. <laughs> not as a female period. coach, as a coach, as a coach. So period. have you had any difficulties in becoming a, a, a respected coach, which you are within the game? And how did you overcome those? Look, um, some of the challenges is uh, vying for the same position or even you, you are more qualified as a coach. You do so much work, but you don't earn the same salary or even more because you're a woman. Yeah. You know, um, those were some of the challenges, you know, past employers and all of that. I've, I've faced all of that. And sometimes when you sit down and you talk about football, your opinion is not even valued as much because you're a woman. What do women know about football? I've had a coach uh, who was a competitor in one of the league matches when I used to, still used to coach at the University of Pretoria. And he said, I won't be beaten by a woman. Never mind a coach. I said, I called my players immediately. I told the goalkeeper to sit down. I called the team and I said, uh, this guy thinks because we are women and he's a man coaching a woman's team, he's better than us. And they said, coach, let's show him what women can do in football. And it speaks to the psyche. Otherwise, I would have been upset and tried to, you know, insult him and all of that. But I knew where to channel my energy. That is important for us as women to say, Ours is not to compete against men in, in football, but to complement what they've built. Truth be told, I mean, in Africa, mostly it comes from men where we've seen men play football and then we got onto it. But obviously in England, it's the same. Women were better footballers before the FA banned women's football. And otherwise, we would be leading in this uh, a sport that is called football if we were not a band from playing football from 1800s and all of that you know so um for me it, it, even to date you still find that uh, you find a woman's team is playing or is on the field and then a men's team comes and says but they're women they can just have a quarter let's have the rest of the field you still face it to date you know and we still fight those battles because lack of resources is something that is real now when it comes to women access to those resources it's even difficult for us you know so um, my motto has always been that don't put me there to tick a box because I'll surprise you I have more you know and I think it's also a message to women also to say don't just say ah they, they must hire me because I'm a woman prove your worth you know it must if it happens that they are placing you there because you're a woman to tick a box show them why they must tick more boxes of quality women that must be placed there you know so and 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 if they just tick a box they are ticking it to say all women fail if one fails. If you've seen in the comments there, somebody did say, then when one woman fails, they say all the women are like that. It's unfair. You know, even in women's sports that are designed by women, you still find men that are dominating them because of the stereotype that's there, which is unfair. 
you know so i think my advice and word out there to women out there is to say let's keep proving our worth let's keep showing men that we can coexist in sport be great with them because if we try to compete inferior complex will jump in and will always be oppressed but if we find a way to be better without fighting or saying anything but showing our worth then it becomes even better for us to fight a winning battle i'll never say a losing battle it should be a winning battle so yeah that's that that is for me even when you hire me i say are you hiring me because of the coach that i am not the woman that i am so i still applaud men that are coaching women's football because a lot of them groomed us recognize our talent they've been supportive you know i look at my husband now he protects my thoughts how i think and all of that because he says i know your value and i will help you and i'll push you as much as i can because you're a coach first before being a woman well well you've come across so passionately there and as a father of a daughter myself uh where you want the person's insight and thinking to be respected not just always looked at the agenda and been put in a box i really hope that you can pioneer this more within south africa that the game gets the level of respect that it deserves because um as i said to you um just listening to you the other day and how you came across and how knowledgeable you were about the game is what actually attracted me to try and track you down to have this conversation with you today so that is fantastic coach and but moving on from there your expectations as a coach what are you expecting for yourself for your career moving forward i want to empower other women out there uh, to be great at what they do to aspire to be great at what they do from administrators to coaches to physios to anybody that is involved in sport even in different sporting codes i i need i it's not a want it's a need for them to excel at what they do to keep breaking boundaries and never take no for an answer but it can be a not yet because the time is not right for you yet you know i want them to be 10 times better than me that's what i'm aspiring for i want them to see how they can also influence the next generation of players the next generation of administrators coaches and all of that um with the opportunity that i'm still given to be in the national team i'd want to impart as much knowledge as i can uh to help empower those around me gain also experience and knowledge from those around me so that we keep uh producing quality players that can compete anywhere in the world because for me we don't work with athletes we work with human beings first so i'd want those that work with me around me to understand that element that be a human being understand you work with human beings first because those young players must be citizens of the world they must be better citizens of society because you build into them so that the future belongs to them they can be better as well you know i'd want to see more players playing overseas having financial freedom financial literacy be able to own who they are i'd want to see them in in the olympics in euro champions league i'd want to see them conquering anywhere in the world because it's possible it's a matter of somebody believing in their dreams and for me personally i'd want to go above where i am right now i'd want to see myself being overseas earning more money um being able to touch more be be exposed to more resources be exposed to more knowledge because sometimes being in a limited space of resources and exposure can hamper your growth as well so those are my aspirations as an individual 
So you, you, you spoke, you just touched on, and we're going to go into two questions here. You, the first one I want to talk about is you spoke about players abroad and you want more players to grow abroad. Now, um, at this moment in time, we've got one of our experienced uh, national team players in Janine van Veek, who's playing abroad. But there's also a young lady. You're still there, coach? Yes, I'm still here. There's a young lady by the name of Tembi and Gyakela Oksize Isibongo. I'm struggling, please. Tembi Khatlana. Tembi Khatlana, yes. 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 And now Tembi is playing for Atletico Madrid as well, which is a, an unbelievably big team in Europe, the women's team as well. Um, in your under 17 ranks at the moment, do you have any pearls that you think could take that next step? Um, let me break it down. Tembi, Linda, uh, um, come from the High Performance Center. When I was still a volunteer uh, for the academy, they were players I coached there. And seeing them grow to be where they are today is incredible for me. They went to the same school as me. They, you know, they, they've undergone almost the same processes as, as me. They went through the under 17s, the under 20 national teams and into the senior, they are overseas. Linda plays in Sweden. Tembi is in Atletico Madrid, very limited and knows exactly what she wants. Um, I have two players that came from the 2018 World Cup in Uruguay. They went on to be in the under seven, in the, in the senior team. They went to France in the World Cup. Mm. Um, right now, one of them is Garabo Lamini, is overseas studying uh, in Oakland University because she got scouted at the World Cup in Uruguay. Sulele Holweni was a top goal scorer in Kosafa. Those players are players that I'm happy to look at and say at 14, at 15, they were in my hands at the high performance center through to under 17, through to under 20. Now they are senior players. Um, another one that was in University of Ohio comes from the under 17 from Cape Town um, is uh, Shakira O'Malley is now studying in, in, in America. There's young ones that come through from the under 17s. Jessica Wade is one of them who was the best player in Kosafa. is an incredible talent. And I will not take all the credit because the coaches that scouted them from an early age, the parents that invested the time, the money, resources to make sure these players get to that level. I had a short stint in my before years that I was part of their journey of growing football. And I look at them and I say, Tyler's nights are paying off. Some of them will not make it into the under 20, but years to come, they'll make it into the senior team because there's a seed that we planted there. And for me, um, success is, is not only seeing them play overseas, but success is them being able to be great human beings, do well academically, do well in terms of sport and be something in life, you know? So um, mine is not only to look at one player and say, definitely this one. I try to invest across the board and influence as much as I can. And they know my motto is we don't stop when we are done, but we stop. Uh, we don't stop when we are tired, but when we are done. So for me, I can't give you one name and say I'm specifically looking at this player to make it in the, to the people. But the few that I've mentioned is players that I know they work tirelessly. They take advice. They are hard on themselves because they want to succeed. They want to be better. There's a whole list of them that are out there. I've seen 
the Shamasa twins, um, if you go check on the net, you'll find them. The Shamasa twins from a Sunflower um, Women's Football Club, they are incredible. There is another club that is making sure that they add value to women's football in South Africa. You find Mamilodi Sundowns, you find JVW, you find a lot of teams in Cape Town. Cape Town Roses is there as well. Um, right now in the Eastern Cape, there's a lot of young players that are coming up. Some uh, we disturbed by the COVID um, because if we would have qualified for the World Cup, you would see what I'm talking about because some of them are now graduated into the senior teams in the country playing in the, in the women's league. So my job is to do that, is to make sure that I recognize, I see the talent and I push it as much as I can. I empower them as much as I can so that those pearls are able to just be found floating. Some of them you have to dig deeper into yeah. the sea. But if there's ones that we are launching out and they are popping out, they're floating on the sea, it's a matter of them being caught and, and you know, made to flourish. You, you've mentioned a vast array of talent uh, and the impact that you are and other coaches are having with these young ladies moving forward. Uh, but thinking of you specifically now, because you are making this impact with these, with these athletes, you definitely are. Are you looking at progressing through the ranks of the national team to a potential higher part, maybe later on as the Bayana coach? Um, the question would be, if I move up, what difference would it make for me um, in terms of growth of my career, in terms of um, financially, in terms of um, maybe more opportunities, those would be the questions. But a space where I'm supported financially in terms of resources as well, in terms of exposure, in terms of growing to be great, um, I would move anyway. And when the time is right, that's where you are able to move and say, this is the best under 17 coach ever to exist. It could be my journey there with youth development. I could be moving to under 20. I could be moving to Banyana Banyana one day uh, when the time is right. I mean, Coach Desri is doing an incredible job right now with Banyana Banyana. You know, so for me, I'm not even looking at that. I'm looking at being the best coach, being able to empower an F talent, nature talent, as much as I can, wherever I am, more than anything. That's why I'm saying the difference would be financially, what would it do for me? Because, um, we, we are in two different parts of the world in terms of doing things. Overseas, you find that youth coaches are more valued than elite coaches because they do more of the work. But in Africa, it might be vice versa. So that's why I'm saying it, it, it's a tricky question. It's a tricky aspiration as well. But you, you, you need to be um, authentic about it. You need to be realistic about it. Um, and as a person, definitely I'd want to grow. You'd find that I might end up at Chelsea, which is one of the best clubs in the world as a youth development coach. I'm still at youth, but it's a different stage altogether. So those are the things you look at. I could be at Arsenal one day, I could be in America one day. Um, I could be anywhere in the world where I'll have the opportunity to be pushed to a particular level of knowledge, of coaching, of experience as an individual. You know, so anywhere where God places me one day, I'm always grateful because it's an opportunity to be better, empower others, and be empowered as well. Now, you, you spoke so much about where the young girls are and doing well within the country, but the one place you didn't speak about is 
Peter Marisberg, where I'm from. Please, what are you all finding in my neighborhood that can contribute to this team? I would love to know that there are young girls in that area doing well. Um, listen, KZN has always been the hub for me in the under-17 uh, teams, uh, 2016, 2018, 2020, unfortunately. But I've had incredible players coming out of there. That's why I'm saying Sunflower... Lindelani as well. Those are the two leading clubs that are always nurturing young players that are coming from KZN. And I know they're not just looking at one area in KZN. I've ex actually recently compiled a list of players and Peter Marisberg came up out of that as well. So um, KZN is, 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 is represented in every division. Right now in the Banyana team, there's players from KZN. In under 20, even in history, there's been players that come from KZN. That's so I'm saying KZN, um, the Western Cape, Gauteng have been three leading provinces when it comes to nurturing talent and having a bigger pool of players that are coming out. The other provinces are catching up, but uh, with COVID, amateur football uh, suffers a lot more. So we haven't been able to go out there, have tournaments, scout and see players from there. Coach, you, you've been very gracious with your time to talk so elegantly and so broadly about football, your career, where you want to take it, and also the work you're doing behind the scenes with these fantastic athletes. I want to say thank you for your time today. Uh, I, I, I feel from just listening to you that if my daughter was playing football, she would be safe in your hands and in the structure's hands. There's the other thing, not just yours, the structure. I want to say thank you for coming on and talking to us. Thank you very much. Even though now you can only see my teeth. <laughs> You're the first interview. Let, let me tell you, there's two first. You are our first female coach we've ever interviewed, which I'm so privileged to do. Number Yay. one. But you're the first person we've interviewed outside. <laughs> oh, man, it's brilliant. Personality and honestly, like I live in the United Kingdom at the moment and just to be able to see behind you reminds me and makes me long for South Africa. So thank you so much for this brilliant talk outside. Thank you very much. <laughs> I hope you have a beautiful evening to you and your family. Have a fantastic day. <laughs>